All right, lads. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcast, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Sometimes you get bored of N64, so let's watch wrestle till our eyes get sore. We love the Tivoli, but there's so much more wrestling around the world. Making friends and making times and wrestling around the world. Hello and welcome back to the Sarah and Sarah podcast with me, Sarah. And me, Sarah. And Sarah's have been to Japan, but not together, because we're not friends, of course. Oh, God, no. Completely separate times of year, uh, completely different seasons. Um, but we're here gathering today to share our experiences. It's been a while since I've been in Japan. <laughs> it's been a while since we recorded a show. Um, but Sarah has just come back, right? Yeah, I'm still severely jet-lagged. I'm going to actually check and see what time it is in Tokyo. It is currently, so it's currently two o'clock in Ireland, but it's like 10 o'clock at night in Japan. So I'm still on that time. It's it's really late for me. <laughs> uh, you did the same as me, right? You got back into Dublin like early in the morning and then went to work the next day. I did. And I actually, I don't know if I regret the decision because I think it probably helped me get back to normality. But I also just completely... I was just like a zombie, walking zombie around work, and people are actually just concerned for my health. But, um, <laughs> you know, I figured I was like, you know what? I don't need to waste a day. If I just get back in, it's just going to be checking emails and uh, just putting out fires. And that's exactly what it was. So, yeah, I don't regret it either. Um, I did book tickets to go to a gig that night. Um, the Interrupters are playing the Academy, and I really wanted to go see them because I've never seen them before. But it came to like four o'clock and I knew I was not going to that gig. I knew like it was bedtime. Um, if I could even, I wasn't even sure how I was going to make it home from work. I was so tired. The thoughts of getting on Dublin public transport were just the absolute worst. Yeah, like I like the day I got home from Japan, um, I got I think I got up to my house at around like two o'clock um, and I was still kind of full of adrenaline, you know. Seeing, seeing everyone for the first time in just two weeks and you know giving presents to people and stuff and then I think by about five o'clock I had like passed out on the couch only to be woken up for me to then go to bed for the for and I slept for about 12 hours because I was just so exhausted and then like I was in I went to work the next day came home and I was in bed by like half eight because I just <laughs> couldn't I just couldn't function you'll get there you get back on Dublin time soon it was definitely worse coming back than going over for me. Oh yeah, same, same. Like over there, I, I think I adjusted pretty well during the day. It was just like at night time that I just couldn't sleep until maybe like two or three in the morning. But like that didn't really affect me too much because I just got up the next day because there's so much that like I wanted to do. It's crazy. So we're not friends. We're both Sarah. We both went to Japan. Different times. But we both stayed in the same hotel. Yes, it was a very nice hotel. Like, it's it's pretty, you know, you feel like pretty important walking in there. Yeah, it's nice. Did you use the um, concierge to go to uh, Disney? Did you talk to the lady and, like, get your bus pass and all that kind of thing? Oh, yeah, I definitely did. And 
I was astounded to find out that like the half six, like six thirty a.m. bus was completely booked out, and I just kind of felt like there was no chance in hell of me getting up for a half six bus anyway. <laughs> so that was no problem. Um, yeah, that was so handy. Like, like not that Tokyo public transport is that hard to navigate. I actually found that quite easy. But to have that service there and for free was, yeah, the best. I made complete use of that. Yeah, it's really great. It's it's one of the perks of staying in that hotel, along with the, the noodle bar at the back, which I love. That was really good. That that uh, pumpkin tempura was was pretty nice. Beautiful. Um, but of course, the wrestling. You saw some things. Yes, I saw some things. You saw some things. Um, I don't think I went to as many shows as you. I only went to five shows. Yeah, I don't even remember how many shows I went to. <laughs> uh, so yeah, two New Japan, one Oz Academy, one Dragon Gate, and one Big Japan, and one... The one that was in the warehouse. Don't even know. Yeah, I only saw five. Oh. So I, I saw two New Japan, one Stardom, one Dragon Gate, and then one Osaka style wrestling. So yeah. kind of similar, but not really. There was a Wrestle One show on when I was there, but I w- went to a baseball game instead, um, which was a pretty wise choice, I think, because the atmosphere was incredible. They're so much fun, aren't they? They are, and the team that the Tokyo Giants are playing against um, were Carp, and that's Naito's team. And yeah. at one point, they started like like playing his music, like the band, like the traveling band started playing his music. So I was like, okay, this is might as well be at a wrestling show. <laughs> that's awesome. They really get into it, don't they? Like it, when you see Japanese people seem so reserved and stuff, but the, and even at the wrestling, the uh, most of the crowd seem really reserved. There were some that weren't at some of the shows we went to. But they're a small minority, but at the baseball, they really let go and they do their chance and get really into it. And it's, it's cool. It's great, like, because they they're all kit out in their merch. And it's like you can see people walking in from work, but just like taking out like their ratty towel or something or, or putting on their baseball cap and just, yeah, <laughs> they're good to go. And I think I went, what day? It was like a Wednesday night um, and the place was packed. Like, that. You know, everyone knows what the Tokyo Dome looks like, but I'd say it was like 80% full. We went on, a, I think it was a Saturday during the day, so we were expecting it to be busy. When we went um, to the box office, we we thought we'd get seats because, you know, we were quite tired and stuff. When we got there, like, it was just standing left or the really expensive ones. We're like, oh, we'll go standing. But as soon as we got in there, we are standing for a bit, and a guy came along and just gave us two tickets. I don't know why. I guess we just kind of looked out of place there, but he was really nice. <laughs> and he gave us two tickets and showed us to our seat. And I don't know why. I don't know why he did it, but it was really, really nice. And we we're very appreciative. We ended up in the middle of the, the main fan club area. Ah, uh, yeah. The flag thing. And like everyone was under the flag and rolling it up. And it was awesome. It was a, it was definitely a crazy experience. It, it kind of gave me an insight then because I went to that like my first proper night then and I didn't go to wrestling then for another week so it just kind of gave me an insight into what the crowds are actually really like in Japan mm-hmm. um, when they are actually really into something yeah um, because like they, there is that like there is some quiet crowds and they are quiet for maybe some long stretches of time but if they're invested in something they're so loud <laughs> like they just go 
balls to the wall, like into it. And if they hate someone, which well, I'll get into it a bit later, like at the G one finals, if they hate someone, oh man, they hate someone, and they will, <laughs> and they will boo the crap out of them. <laughs> so where do you think we should start? Do you want to talk? Do you have any stories, or will I get into any stories? Um, I think we should talk to you mainly because you're probably have a fresher in your head but I think first we just have to talk about the injustice that was done there was two major injustices done to us there was there was what's the first one the first one is no Rapunky tree case on none I was so annoyed I remember I looked when the card got released for the finals I saw that Rapunky 3k were back because they weren't on the, the tour and I was like, oh, finally. And I said it to my friend who was with me. She's not a wrestling fan. I was like, just wait for these guys and their great entrance theme. And, well, they came out to Will Osprey's theme when oh, I was there. Come on. And I was like, yeah, like, that's a banger. Like, I'm into it. But I've heard this enough already. I want their one. And then the next day, we went into the New Japan store. And what song started playing the minute we walked in was Rapungi 3K. So I was like, that's what we're missing. <laughs> and the second major injustice is neither of us got in to Yanatoru's bar again I think he just has something against Sarah's yeah that's all that that's all that it is it wasn't even open when I tried to go in I tried to go in twice and both times it wasn't open we got inside the door again now mind we were a little bit late but the closing hour said I think it was I could have wrong, but I think the closing hour said it was closing at half past 11. And we went in there at like 10 to 11. Like there was time to have a drink. There was. There was like 30, at least 30 minutes to have a drink. We weren't like last minute, last minute. And uh, he was in there and he was watching wrestling with his friends. And the bar uh, lady came over and was like, no, sorry, we've already served last orders or whatever pretty much just the buzz I got and I was like okay and we left sad again someday we'll make it in there and it'll be a fantastic experience Dr. Keith made it in there he did and I noticed that and I was like does it only open when he's there like does he have to be in the bar for it to open maybe Dr. Keith emailed ahead of time I know that. Alan told me that. Dr. Keith emailed ahead of time and they mentioned something to him about buying so many meat pots if he did come. Maybe it's like a reservation thing. Oh. He agreed to buy so many pots of meat or something. That's the, way, that's the translation of it. He's like, yes, I would buy so many pots of meat. Um, but he got in with his friends and Yanatoru was there and he got a lovely photo. Disgusted. Yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm hanging my head. No one can see me, but I'm just hanging my head in disappointment because it ruined the trip, really. You know, <laughs> all the rest of that stuff that I did. Yeah, what was the point? What was the purpose? <laughs> I didn't get into the bar. My oh. one goal. Awful. Um. So yeah, tell me about the wrestling set. Or what was good? What was not good? Probably nothing. But go. Yeah, so I think I was pretty lucky with the selection of shows that I went to. Um, the first show that I went to was uh, Dragon Gate in Corican, and that was my first time in Corican. So obviously, I had to do the full experience of of walking up the stairs and 
you know, and getting going in and, and getting a highball and some chicken from the concession stand. <laughs> um, that was the first thing that I did when I went in. Um, got too scared to talk to the wrestlers, saw BB Hulk, and I was like, I can't do it. Too scared. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't know what came over me. I just, I was like, no, I can't do this. I'm just too, it's just too much. I was no. too overwhelmed. No. It's so busy, isn't it? There's so many people everywhere when you go to the march. It's you can't move. Like you really can't move. Um it was actually when I went to Stardom then I went to Stardom um a few days later. It was actually the same day as one of the G one shows. And I had never seen as big hordes of crowds around wrestlers than I did at Stardom. Kinda of creeped me out, I won't lie. <laughs> Just these hordes of men surrounding the wrestlers. Yeah. Um so I was like, no, I can't. I, that kind of put me off. I don't like queues at the best of times. So when there's just hordes of crowds waiting to buy their t-shirts and an eight by tens, I was like, no, do you know what? I'm gonna go in and just get settled in on my very comfortable seat. I have to say in Corican, um, along the tiered seating that, like, obviously I was pretty far back, but just very comfortable, nice padded seats. The oh, orange ones. Were they the orange seats? Yeah, yeah, very, very comfortable. Yeah, yeah, they're they they're great. I I don't know why you'd sit anywhere else really. Um but when I was at Dragon Gate, Cybercon was not Cybercon, sorry, BB Hulk. I, I don't know why I confuse those guys. But he was doing like a little lottery thing, uh, where he had this little drum and you'd you'd spin it around till a ball fell out. And whenever colour ball came out you won a prize that was associated with that colour. Did you see that? No. Oh, yeah. That's what he was up to. And you'd give him, I think it was 500 yen. So the equivalent of like, I don't know, four euro or something to play. And they're like, the top prizes were like wrestlers gears, but nobody's winning that. Everyone was winning little keychains and, and stuff like that. I won a keychain. I gave it to Alan. Like, I'm not even sure who it was. Um, maybe it was Ben K. I think it was Ben K. A little Ben K keychain. And then Maria was doing the plastic balls. Um, that are everywhere in Japan where you put like in your coin and you, you twist it and you get something out like there are gas petrol stations here and that kind of a game again that was 500 yen and in that I got a little POC uh, poker chip oh. but Maria was kind of running the game even though she didn't have to do anything but stand there and kind of direct people to the machine if you missed no, it <laughs> Yeah, I didn't see anything cool like that. Well, to be fair, I didn't really go looking because, again, I just got really like intimidated and went and sat in my seat. Um, and yeah, the show was really fun. I think like, I I think I tweeted seeing the natural vibes dance live is is a religious experience that I think everyone should see. It's so just joyful. I love it. Like. Like on that show, there wasn't like any big singles matches, or there wasn't like any big title matches or anything. Um, so like it was just like a fun show and getting to see Ultimo Dragon. I know you were there when he came back. Um, well, not when he came back, when he made his first appearance, really, in in Dragon Gate, and what a special moment that was. And then I got to see him live teaming with um, was it Yoshino and Doi? So that was probably the coolest part of the show for me. I, yeah, I love Dragon Gate. It's it's my favorite Japanese promotion by far. I just I just love the whole buzz about the place. It's just that style as well. Like, cause I went with a non fan, 
And, you know, I always just kind of asked her, like, what did you think of the show? And, like, oh, like, what were your favourite matches? And it was the ones, you know, with the vibrant characters and, yeah. and you know, the the quicker style of wrestling is the ones that she really liked, so. That's really cool. Um, did she go to all the shows with you? Yeah, she did. I pretty much kind of dragged her to them. <laughs> um, but she was pretty excited for them, you know. She kind of really got into them towards the end. Um, I think... The only thing was the language barrier. Um, you know, if you're not closely following them at home and you don't know who people are, obviously it is really hard to kind of know what's going on. Um, but in terms of the actual wrestling, I think she really got into it, into the whole drama of everything. Mm-hmm. Especially um, when we went to like New Japan and, and the G1, just hearing the crowd reactions for, you know, especially during the finals. You know, that's an easy story to kind of pick up when you're seeing it for the first time. Oh, this is a bad guy surrounded by all of his friends. And this is the good guy, you know, standing up, you know, by himself and um, looking to get the win against this guy who's been running roughshod over the company. So, yeah, um, I, I think she might want to go to wrestling now that we're back home. Um maybe to an OTT contenders or something where it's a bit more easier to follow and it's a bit more lighthearted and fun. Yeah. Um, probably a big step down from going to uh, the G1 Climax <laughs> finals. Yeah, <laughs> if you go to the G1 finals, then you yeah. go to, I don't know, <laughs> or you to the Big Sean or something. Oh, yeah. the big. I, I think, though, um, did you see that Five Factor running in a different um, venue next time? Yeah, I did, actually. On, on a Sunday. Near my work, but I have no idea where it is. Neither do I. But I might bring her to that, you know. Yeah. This is the the real grassroots wrestling in Ireland. <laughs> um, you know, Club Rock Shandy. Definitely would rather see them over Kota Ibushi or something, you know? <laughs> For sure. Clong throws even better kicks. Um but yeah, that that was Dragon Gate anyway. Um yeah, just Cork and it was very, very special. And I think you kind of do just get kind of taken out, like blown away, just stepping in for the first time after watching it on TV for so long. Um, and how intimate it is. Like I sat in the back row at Stardom, like the very, very back row and had the perfect view. Like it is true what they say. It really is a venue that's just made for wrestling. Yeah, it's be- like everything is just, the sight lines are just perfect. It's a beautiful venue for watching wrestling. We stood up at the back behind probably the back row where you were. You can stand up there as well and just watch out. And it's it's just incredible view. It was funny, actually. Then I went to to Stardom. And that was the next show that I went to. And it it wasn't as full, but it's cool. Like, they just have a completely different setup. They don't have people coming out from the red corner and blue corner. They just have the one entrance. And just seeing what different companies can do to Cork and to make it just look and feel a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, like they had, and then obviously they have like all the streamers and everything that's really important for their image. And I just remember looking up at the balcony at one point and I just saw like Will Ospreay just standing there, just watching the show <laughs> um, a few hours before he had to face Tanahashi. Obviously, he was uh, supporting B. So it's just like, it's just such a small intimate venue but yeah what companies can do with it can make it feel so big for sure did you go to any other venues uh besides i know you went to um where am i blanking uh, uh budokan 
yeah <laughs> Budokan yeah I went to Budokan and then I went to Osaka style wrestling um which was just in like a random room in um, like an art center it was like in a really kind of um oh, what's the word you say just left like a really um oh my god like remote part of not remote part of Tokyo but like it wasn't exactly you know one of the bigger um you know cities I suppose in Tokyo um and I only went to that because I wanted to see Kushinibo Kamen um you know like the really famous comedy wrestler mm-hmm. and we were then told that we were the first foreigners to ever go to one of their shows oh, yeah. <laughs> um which that was a really cool moment um and then they told us that uh this promotion is chaos and if you don't like it there's no refunds oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that's absolutely no problem um I will just enjoy the ride and we hadn't a clue what was going on because a lot of their comedy was just them talking to each other and making each other laugh um so we were just sitting there like with just completely blank expressions but then just laughing at the fact that every single person in that room was laughing even the wrestlers and the referee um sort of like obviously what's going on must be really funny um and yeah that was just a weird experience because it was just this random room in Tokyo and everyone in attendance wondering why the hell these two people from Ireland were sitting there and how they found out about it and the true indie experience I think in in Japan yeah yeah the wrestling one show in Corkin was really good it was actually probably third favorite show of the trip maybe um I can't remember who I saw in the warehouse. It was a weird one. It was like at, we got a tram out into the middle of nowhere and it was in this where like it was a literal warehouse and it was done up so nice. I, I'm, I'm awful. Um, this is why I don't really do podcasts anymore because my memory is absolutely shot from remembering <laughs> important things that aren't wrestling. Um, <laughs> uh, I do remember you saying though that that's what we should do over here is just run in a random warehouse. Yeah buy some tiered seating and just throw them in there that would be a big help instead we're going to um a, a, what was what what are we going to an ott in september um a, a family community hall or something yeah it's a basketball court i think it's um they're calling it the tala krsc the K actually stands for the name of the place, which is like Kilmana. Is that right? You're from Dublin. You should know these places. Yeah, I know Kilmana very well. It has a massive done stores. <laughs> yeah, so it's in Kilmana, and the name of the place is Kilmana Family Recreation Center, I think. And Google Maps like totally redirects you to. Uh, if you put in Tala K- KRFC, it brings up Tala KFC, which is probably not the best for people out of town who are trying to get there. No, um, I just hope we all congregate at KFC instead, um, just to take a picture to send to uh, OTT Wrestling to be like, yeah, Google Maps just sent us here. Um, are we <laughs> just going to watch them scrap outside KFC at the square? Um, yeah. Because I'm sure there's been plenty of scraps outside <laughs> that KFC um, since the square opened. And I think I've pretty much witnessed like three or four um, in my time there. So, Oh, wow. You spend a lot of time in Tala. Uh, yeah. In my in my youth, actually, it was for bowling. In my youth, of course. So, yeah. Um, 
But I really don't know. I know we're going on a tangent, but I really don't know why they're just not honest with people and just put the actual name on the poster so people can actually find it when they put it into their maps or their GPS systems. Yeah. Uh, like, no one cares. We're just happy that there's wrestling. Exactly. It's just, it's not a big deal. Just say what it is, you know? It was like the time when it was like the arena Kilmainham. I was like, lads, it's the good council GAA club in Drimna. Come on. Come on now. It's like they think we're not going to find out, but like we have to go there. Like when you go in the door, it literally says Good Council GAA Club on the wall. I often get collected at the Lewis there. Um, it's a nice place to park. I'll get on to drive up there and collect me. And it's a place that you'll remember as well. Yeah, it's just opposite the Shore Road Lewis stuff. Um, I think the new venue is on the 27 route for the bus, which is good. These people can get there. So yeah. That's good. That is good. Um, people don't mind. People will travel. You know, they'll go a little bit extra. Yeah, if you give them a good card and, you, you know, guaranteed wrestling on a Saturday night. Um, yeah. And that's obviously a bar is important, so. Yeah. I didn't think with Courage it was they didn't have the name, whereas OTD have established the name. I think they'll be okay regardless. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing some OTT again. But uh back to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Little tangent. How did you find the food? Um I'm lucky in the sense that I just love Japanese food anyway. Okay. Um I love like I love sushi, I love noodles, I love tempura, I love just anything really. I'm like I will try most foods. I may not like them, but I'll try them. Okay. Um so I remember before we went into this one restaurant and um, we thought that there's going to be pictures, but there wasn't. Um, and we walked in and the whole menu was just in Japanese and there was one single picture on the wall and we just pointed like, just give us that because we don't know. I tried to get the Google Translate on my phone for the menu, but it just didn't work properly. And uh, I think that the lady running the restaurant had a good laugh at us and and brought out the the food that was on the wall for us. <laughs> But it was pretty good. Like it was like it was like noodles and meat and like just like a nice sauce. Like it was maybe like a pasta dish, but just just with noodles. And yeah, it was it was pretty nice. I thought I was gonna struggle over there, um, being vegetarian, but I really didn't. I ate really well over there. I I really enjoyed my food over there. Alan actually struggled more than me. He likes like to eat a lot of chicken, and he just didn't like the chicken over there at all. He was like hankering way more than I was for like uh, just like food from home. And he really wanted to have just like Western food. So on his birthday, we went into Sizzler, which is in the Tokyo Dome Hotel. And we just got a big massive salad bar and he got burger and stuff like mm. that. So it's just like it, it's like it is Sizzler like from America, but it's like all the Japanese people go to eat, you know, Western food. Yeah, like there is like a few times where we did like obviously TGI Fridays is is right there beside Cork and, and you know you do go as as the joke like the joke that it's the best like Japanese food in you know in Japan in, in TGI Fridays and then like there's like a Denny's around the corner then from from uh, Tokyo Dome so like there is like the odd occasions where we just kind of went in when we just wanted something really quick um, and yeah. easy. If we're like if we're moving on to somewhere else or like even on our way to to Budokan, and um, we just stopped in to like a Denny's just you know because we know we want to get a good feed because we're going to be out for the day, 
Um, like we did try as much as we could to eat like the local food, um, which is really really good. But sometimes you know you just like you just want like a burger and a chips. Or- yeah, um, Jojo and Christine, um, Jojo of Voice of Wrestling fame, he brought us this really nice pork restaurant. Um, there was a massive queue outside, which is always a good good sign. And we queued up and we went in there and it was so good. I obviously didn't have pork, but they gave me just uh, vegetable tempura and rice. And it was like the nicest rice ever. And I know you think just rice is rice, but it's not. This was the nicest rice ever. It was so good. I think I remember that as like being one of my favorite meals over there. But at the same time, uh, the Shake Shack onto the side of the Tokyo Dome was amazing too. (laughs) They had this really, really good like uh, mushroom burger and stuff. So yeah. A little bit from both sides, I guess. Yeah, like we went into a really nice sushi restaurant. I can't remember where exactly we were, but I actually think it was just a, a part of a train station, and um, and it was really busy at lunchtime. And um, all the people from the from the offices going in, and mm-hmm. it was just so good. Like, like I think that's the thing. There's just so many different restaurants. It's really hard to pick which ones to go into. so you end up going for the ones that are kind of busier because you're like that has to be good because people are queuing outside even though there's 10 restaurants along the street yeah and so many people eat the convenience food from the convenience stores which is really good too i get so many rice balls over there oh man having like a like a loss and like there's like a loss in our hotel so like just having that if you're out for the day and you need something just you know to bring up to your room it's amazing and it is quite cheap and the quality is still excellent yeah there's just something if people are worried about what they would eat over there definitely don't be there is yeah. just selection regardless if you're a vegan vegetarian uh you know it's fussy eaters anything like you will be able to eat and eat quite well over there i, I just wouldn't worry about that element of it at all Even yeah budget i mean if you're on a budget you could feed yourself quite cheaply over there as well yeah, like on, on any sort of level. Like if you need to just say for lunch, you can get your you know your food out of the convenience stores, and like it's all presented really nicely in like boxes, and you can just get like noodles or rice or whatever. Um, I I the one thing I was like worried about was just my chopstick usage because I am not the best with chopsticks. I've I've tried for many years to to learn because I've always been a fan of Japanese food even when I was younger. And I just never could. But I think by the end of the trip, I may not use them correctly, but I can definitely pick up my food with chopsticks now. So I'm considering a, a mission accomplished. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm dodgy with them, but I, I can do it. Alan Forel cannot use chopsticks. <laughs> You're putting that on record, but yeah, he can't. <laughs> He's like, uh, can I have a fork? <laughs> I would just be so embarrassed asking for one. I'd just know that they'd be like, oh, look at this Westerner coming in, not able to use chopsticks. Oh, dear. And public transport, how did you find it? I found it really, really easy, actually. Um, with the Obviously, with the help of Google Maps. Um, but it's so handy because everything like, is in English. Like, yeah. say, if you want to get a particular line and they have, if you're going to Shinjuku, it has, like, on the sign for Shinjuku and all these other places. So um, that was so easy. And getting that Suica card or a Passmo card just made everything so easy for their whole trip. It really is 
a very doable holiday for people. Well, if you have the finances to go and the availability to go, like it's not a scary country. It might be like before you go, but once you're over there, I think it's pretty easy to get around. And like, it's pretty easy to get around. The food is good. The people are in general pleasant. I did see some very unsavory things when I was over there. Um, to be honest, I did, and it bothered me. It bothered me a lot. It was stuff you wouldn't see in Ireland. Um, but it, it was the minority, and I don't think it would affect holiday goers too much. Again, it's obviously it's not nice to see it, but you know, it's it's a pretty safe place, I think, for for a Westerner to go. Yeah, I think so. Like there is that little little element of it. Like I actually like when I was around. Um, where was I? It probably was Shinjuku. I think that's just because of where that is. I think the red light district is around there. Um, but like on the whole, like if we were walking around at half 11 at night, you know, around the area where like the Tokyo Dome is and um, just kind of on the outskirts around there, like I felt so safe and, you know, people on the whole were actually really nice. And, you know, if you look like you were struggling maybe to get to where you were going, you know, even if they had poor English, they would come up and, and still try and help as much as they could. Um, you know, like the language barrier isn't actually as big of a problem as you might think it is. Like you can get by pretty easily having very little Japanese and them having very little English. You kind of find that kind of common ground and there's pictures everywhere if you need to. Um, a lot of places, especially around the Tokyo Dome, have English menus that yeah. they will give that they will give to you and has the translations then for them to understand what you're trying to order so like like the one thing i actually thought i was going to struggle with is just getting maybe wrestling tickets or getting um you know finding my seats seats and venues but even that wasn't really a struggle um wrestling tickets were actually quite easy to get did you get tickets for every show you wanted to go to yeah yeah and like the first day i got there I remember that I need to get some Dragon Gate tickets and they used one of those machines in Lawson um, oh. and like they had like I found a guide just online and I just followed that step by step and, and got myself two Dragon Gate tickets and it was very easy you then get a little slip and you go up to the counter in Lawson I'm pretty sure you can do it in 7-Eleven as well and they print off the tickets for you there and then oh, nice so very very easy I never got to do that but that, that is cool to know you, you can you can use the machines. Yeah, and, you know, I'm pretty, like, for most shows, there's tickets available on the day. So it's not a struggle. Obviously, if you're getting tickets, I'd say for, like, the G1 finals was sold out before I got there. But, you know, I had my tickets before I went. But there were still tickets for sale for the two block finals. So even if you got there and didn't have any, you could still get them on the day in, like, the ticket booth or box office. So... Um, I wouldn't even be worrying about tickets for any shows that people want to go to. Probably some Korokan shows for like Dragon Gate and um, New Japan. It might be kind of tough, especially if they're around, you know, big show kind of times. If there's a show on it, like in Budokan or Sumo Hall, and then there's a smaller show on in Korokan or like when the Tokyo Dome show is, so if they're doing cork and stuff, it, those shows would generally be quite tough to get tickets for. But besides that, I think I think it's pretty safe to get them on the day and stuff. Yeah, definitely. 
um like I was thinking of maybe going to one or two more when I was over there, but I was like, no, I don't want wrestling overload. I think five was actually enough because <laughs> it was, you know, it was my first time in Japan and I, I did want to see the city and, and do all these other things. And I was there, but I'm really happy. I actually left like most of the wrestling to the end of my holiday because it just really ended it on a good note. Like my last full day was the G1 finals. So like my last really big thing that I did was, seeing Kota Ibushi win um, and I don't think I would have been able to do anything on the holiday after that because that was <laughs> such it was such a feel-good moment like there was a guy like sitting on our like on my row and we both just kind of jumped up and celebrated and like we fist bumped each other you know <laughs> like both of us obviously not knowing who each other were like completely different cultures and and language but you know just in that moment we like we were united and Kota Ibushi winning um yeah oh my god that crowd for the finals I don't think I've ever experienced anything like it in my life um I know people are kind of down on you know the final I know some people are down on the final match you know like maybe the last five minutes were exciting but when you're there it's just so it's just completely different because you just get so lost in it I think that was the highlight of my trip that I wasn't trying to think of you know booking decisions and oh this guy shouldn't beat that guy I was just sitting there as a fan Mm -hmm. and just enjoying the wrestling and it really just made me realize like that's that's what I want from my shows I don't want to be thinking about you know people's different points totals and you know you know this guy shouldn't beat that guy or you know if I liked someone I wanted them to win I didn't care what it meant (laughs) you know what the repercussions were for someone else (laughs) and yeah and obviously, I was there for the big Shibata moment, and I didn't realize just how loud the crowd was until I watched it back because I was too busy having a complete freak out myself <laughs> that I just kind of ignored everything around me because I was just too busy freaking out at him doing the the hesitation drop kick and everything. So, um, that was pretty much made the whole trip worth it. Really, was that day? I'd say your friend was a bit baffled at what was going on do you know what's actually really funny my friend actually went to the bathroom for the shibata <laughs> moment and she came back and she's like what happened i just heard i just heard everyone losing their minds and i was like oh i'll have to explain later it's a long story of what just happened and then when when kenta came out then just before the main event and the bullet club shirt and the crowd just losing their minds i was like this is also something I'll really need to explain later because there's just so much backstory to this. But it, yeah, the wrestling really was probably the highlight of the trip. And I hate that. I kind of hate that it is because Japan is such a beautiful country with so many beautiful things and different things to see. And, you know, there's something there for everyone. And like, I would, I would strongly suggest to people if you are going for wrestling shows, to leave time in your schedule to see the city yeah. and to do d- different fun things because it has so much to offer and you know there's so many different things to do like it is expensive don't get me wrong like to do all the, the different activities like I went to Mount Fuji and you know I you know obviously Disney Sea was amazing um, you went as well didn't you Disney Sea yeah I went to Disney Sea both times uh, I went. It's really good. I've never gone to Mount Fuji. I remember Joey Bay went when we were there. It's something we've left on the bucket list. Oh, I highly recommend it. We were so lucky that we actually got to see the top. 
Um, a lot of times people go and it's just too cloudy and foggy to see the top. But when we were there, lucky enough, the clouds parted at just the right moment for us to see. Um, and we actually got a really good deal. I'm pretty sure our like we went on a day trip. Um, so we got the bus there at like half eight in the morning. And then we got the bullet train back, which left us back in, in Tokyo Station for around eight o'clock. So like I think it was only like 70, like 70, 80 euro for everything. And lunch was oh, included. Wow. like lunch was included. Like you're, you had a tour guide um, and then your, bu- like your bus and train tickets. So um, that's something I definitely recommend if people yeah. are going. You got to experience the bullet train as well, which is really cool. Those yeah. These tickets are very expensive. They are. That's why we were so surprised. And actually, our, our train number was 666. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> um, take a picture of that. Um, but that was a fun experience, though. And it's you don't realize how quick it is. And they're building one to go even faster, to go at like 500 kilometers an hour or something crazy. So, um, yeah, I have to go back to Japan for that when they have the new bullet train that goes <laughs> 500 miles an hour or something. Uh, we took the bullet train from Tokyo to Osaka for the Osaka Joe Hall show. Um, we spent uh, a good bit of time. We spent a whole day exploring Osaka. And it was just incredible, like, uh, just seeing the new place. Because the first time we went, we did a lot of, lot of Tokyo. We did the shrines, we did the parks, that kind of thing. We still have no Mount Fuji, but this time we, we kind of explored Osaka and it's just so cool like the, the town and just is such a different vibe the place uh to Tokyo as well um uh but I was just gonna say we went to a kabuki show which was just so different it was a re- felt like a real Japanese experience as you said you went to the the show in the tiny room this was a tiny room with um like a bunch of pensioners <laughs> and um it was a full play in Japanese um, but obviously we didn't understand any of it because the language barrier, but we're kind of able to, I made up a story in my own head of what was happening, but I was wrong. I was told by, by, by our friend, uh, what actually happened. I was like, oh, my story was way better, but they come out and they do a play. And then after the play is over, they all kind of come out and do songs, but they're dressed completely different. So somebody who might've been playing a, a male character in the play is now dressed up as, as a female. And is singing a song as a as a as a female character, but you it takes a while to even realize. Oh, that was the guy from the play. It was just beautiful. All the costumes, everything, the makeup, the just the whole vibe to the place. And like there was only, if there was fifty people in there, there was a lot. That's crazy. They make up a new show every single day, and the same crowd come in to watch it. Pretty a much, new, a new show every day. Yeah, like. They, they just make it up kind of as they go along. They change the endings and stuff and different things happen. Sometimes it's a, it's a happy ending. Sometimes it's a sad ending. The one we went to was a sad ending. Oh, no, I don't know if I'd like that. But it's okay because at the end they all come out and they do they do um, their songs. And okay. you, give, you, do, you give them tips. So somebody walks around and they sell these little jewels that are like key rings or little, just little jewels and you pay... I don't know, say like 10 euro for them. But you don't keep them. You, you give them to the actors and then they get the money for them. So when they're doing their, their song on stage, you go up and you like put that in their belt. Like it's really strange, but like you go up and you put the jewel in their belt, but also people are putting money in the people's belts. Oh. 
like somebody went up and gave them like I think it was the equivalent of two thousand euro. Oh wow. Yeah, like two thousand euro at the show with like fifty people. This obviously rich person had all this money and they fanned out the money and they went up and they placed it in the the actor's belt when they were doing their song. Jeez. It was very strange. It was it was it was incredible to see though. Like that's the kind of experiences that you want when you go to Japan. It's just something completely random and different, but just fun at the same time. Yeah, it was really cool. Really, really cool. Like, I wouldn't recommend for people just to go and just go to wrestling shows all the time because you just miss out on so much. Yeah, like, if I go back, and I, I probably will, because, you know, there's still so much to do and see, and um, Osaka's definitely on the list, I think, for me, because I've heard just so many good things about the city. And, um, like, a lot of people actually prefer to Tokyo. Yeah, they say in Tokyo people are very obedient and very uniform, that that's kind of the qualities that are um, qualities of people from Tokyo, that everything's very orderly, everything's very correct, proper, whereas people in Osaka like to be a little bit different and a bit more rebellious and kind of rule-breaking and individual. That's kind of what you want, like, a bit of edge. Like, that is what Tokyo is missing, I think, it is missing that little bit of, you know, edge to it. Yeah, there were some sketchy parts of Osaka now as well. I was like, uh, not sure about this. Like, and there was times I was feeling quite uncomfortable as well in Osaka, whereas I never really got that feeling in Tokyo about the area. Some of the people, yeah, for sure. Um, it's just men, like, just bastards, like, Jansuji, you know? Get them everywhere you get them everywhere yeah but the the difference is in japan nobody does anything and it's like baffling to see this guy like fucking baiting the head off his partner and nobody's doing anything at all about it and then you're kind of standing there and you're like what the fuck can i do like i'm a foreigner here i can't you know i'll probably go to jail if i go over and deck him you know it's it's great yeah it is just that weird different cultural thing that I don't think I'll ever be able to wrap my head around. Yeah. And yeah, like there is something that you wish you could do, but you're like, also, it's not now my place coming over to their country. Yeah. And, and saying something. Yeah, it, it is like that. Um, it's just so baffling that nobody else does anything about it as well. You know, it's, it's strange. It's very, very strange kind of a thing. But again, that is, again, it is the minority, but. As I saw about three cases of kind of stuff that was really sketchy in that regard um, over there. So, again, I don't envy Japanese women. I really don't. No, not at all. Like, you can, you can kind of get that sense that they're not treated on the same level as yeah. men. Hope, hopefully, it will change at some point. Well, yeah, I don't want to bring too much negativity into it, but yeah, it was just fucking... Bleh. Man bastards, you know? <laughs> See, my negativity during the trip is that Hiromu didn't show back up and I was very sad about that because I think I've built myself up for him to come back like four times now and it hasn't happened and I'm just hoping someday, very, very soon, he will come back so I can just be happy and really enjoy wrestling to the fullest again. Yeah, I was sad he didn't come back. I was full sure he would come back. You I got was. His, you got his cat. Yeah, I did. He's now sitting, actually, where I'm sitting. He's now sitting behind me, beside my Kota Ibushi plush doll and my old Daryl, that's so worn 
and loved, but now they're just going to be best friends. So, oh, I also bought the uh, Okada money gun. You um, did, yeah, I did. On my last day, I have to go back in. I was like one one last one last stop in the new Japan shop. I have a tiny little bit of room in my case left. Um I can buy like one thing and I found the money gun and uh that will come with me to Tagfest because I don't want to bring it to Royal Quest in case I get stopped in the airport with my hand luggage and because it looks like a gun, they'll take it off me. Because I know there's been cases of stuff like that before. So um it will come to Tagfest though. Um, just for the just for the laws. Yeah, I'll shoot bonds. I'm gonna try and see. I don't know if it will because the way the money goes out, like it's on like a little um rotator thing. So I'll have to investigate with the bonds that I have at home. But we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Did you frequent many of the wrestling stories in Japan? Um, I just went into New Japan, and uh, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Like Tudukan, the massive one. Yeah. Um, Todukan, Tudukan. I say Todukan. Yeah, that that's that's probably I just, right. I don't know. You know where it is. Yeah, everyone knows the big one, and um, that was actually the place where I spent most of my money, <laughs> uh, because I just completely lost all sense of reason, and. <laughs> I only had 40 minutes there. I was on a really tight schedule because we were going to meet one of my friends at that big monster cafe in Harajuku with all the crazy monsters and food and everything. So I was like, I have 40 minutes in this place um, to look both upstairs and downstairs. And anyone that's been there knows that only having 40 minutes in that place is is not a very long time for the amount of stuff. So um, I bought stuff I don't need. More maybe. Pretty sure it's like two, three hours there. Like that's a probably you probably didn't even get through everything in that shop in that time. No, we went twice. We went twice. Yeah. For sure. Like it was only when I was at the checkout that I saw like you know like little boxes of cards and all the kind <laughs> of really small things and I was like oh no like I need to look at these as well. Um, like I spent most of my time just looking at all all the old uh, weekly pro wrestling magazines. Um. That's what I spent most of my time doing, like upstairs, all the, all the little trinkets and everything. Um, like I'm looking at my haul and I'm like, what did I spend my money on? Because I never <laughs> remembered. I just didn't take into account the actual value of these things that I was buying. Um, but you know, no regrets. You know, it's it's not like it's not every day that you can go to a shop like that and and find like signed, really like signed stuff from the eighties and you know like little merch pieces of merchandise from the 90s from like I don't know all Japan and, and New Japan and everything so um, that is the shop that people have to go to if they're going on their trip like oh yeah if you're a professional fan you have to go to Tokyo. you have to and like I didn't spend that much money and I got lots of cool things like there's a lot of really cool things that are really cheap um, we got the Tala Open prizes in there I like picked up a whole bunch of stuff and all, all the prizes for the Tala Open probably came to about 30, 40 euro. Like, I got so much stuff. Magazines and pins and keychains and just, like, there's just, it's tr- just trinkets everywhere and trading cards and stuff like that. So you can go in there and get the coolest stuff and come out after only spending, like, 
a small reasonable amount of money but you could also go in there and like blow your life savings very quickly and more oh god yeah like you could like you could buy one thing and that's your budget blown for your holiday (laughs) Like just like even just looking at all the different masks that they have because I'm always so engrossed by like wrestling masks and just how much work and detail that can go into them. Like mm-hmm. some of them nearly cost a grand. Yeah. Like a like like a hundred grand, not a hundred grand, a grand like to buy. Yeah. You know, and you're looking and you're like, really? But then you get really close to them and just see like all the stitching and the detail, especially um. I spent ages looking at the tiger mask masks um, and just the work that goes into them. And just the sheer amount of them that they have in that store is incredible. Yeah, they're really nice in the store as well. Oh, so lovely and and so helpful as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's definitely worth making the trip out there. Like, it's not that hard to get to if, you know, if you're staying around um, like the Korokan Tokyo Dome area. Like, I think it is only, like, 20 minutes away. Yeah, you just take a local train and then walk for a bit. It's, it's easy to find, and they have bathrooms, and there's a drink machine outside, which I really appreciate it, because Alan just spent ages going through the boxes of trading cards and stuff and magazines. and yeah. So why, why would you ever leave, really? <laughs> like, did you see, was there a bargain bin out the front when you went? Yeah, I, I didn't go through it for too long. I probably should have. Yeah, you can get some cool stuff in the bargain bin even. That that sexy Kota Bushi picture book you won at the Tala Open, that was in there and that was 200 yen. Like, that's less than 2 euro. Like, that's yeah. a euro 50. Yeah. Probably. And that's yeah. that's now sitting proudly in my room. <laughs> it's a, That was a wonderful, wonderful prize that I cherish. <laughs> I don't, I won't let a Bushi bear see it, though. No, 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 no. He's He's too young. <laughs> I did have I did actually have the choice between the Kota Ibushi bear and the Okada bear. Um the Okada bear being the one with the with the red hair and like the yeah. the black the black and red gear. And yeah. I decided on Kota Ibushi bear cuz I'm like he hasn't that fucker hasn't changed in like 10 years. Whereas this <laughs> Okada bear is out of date already. He doesn't have his red hair anymore. <laughs> so I was like, and he's my Kota Ibushi one won't ever date. He looked like that forever. With the Okada one, you know? I didn't go crazy with my merch buying this time. Like, it seems like you bought a hell of a lot. I limited myself. I ended up with, I bought an Oz Academy t-shirt, which I really like. Um, I bought a New Japan t-shirt, kind of one of the cartoony ones, not the regular line mask one because I had the red line mark one um the classic one years ago and it got burnt up in a car accident um yeah that that was weird sorry that's probably that me and Alan and my friend Marie some of you guys know we were driving from Dungarvan to Dublin and Marie's car went on fire and all her stuff went up in flames we got out we weren't nobody was hurt it was just a single car going on fire on the side of the motorway on the way to Dublin and I lost my New Japan t-shirt in the fire and Marie lost most of her life in the fire but you know we live we learn she's got it back together now um, so I said it was back together now <laughs> It's a very dramatic story. It's a very dramatic story. I shouldn't be laughing. It was quite scary and pretty shook up the time. But yeah, I, I lost my New Japan t-shirt in that uh, flame ball. Um, 
many years ago. So replacing it, it was time to replace it. And I got one of the cartoony ones. Uh, but it says we are NJPW at the back, which I'm not too keen on. I kind of like the front of it a bit better. And I bought a Rapunky 3K t-shirt as well in the New Japan shop. Hell yeah. I haven't worn it yet, though. Um, it's still in this plastic. And then just some stuff in Todoka. I don't think I really overdid it this time. Oh, I... I... oh man. I'm One... sorry. I'm still sitting around all my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if I, I spend between 150 and 200 on merch tote loader, which is not too bad. Oh, I don't... I don't want to know how much I spent. <laughs> um, but like I bought a lot of gifts like I talk about them a lot like I have two brothers who who love wrestling as well and they've never been to Japan so like I got a lot of stuff for them as well because mm-hmm. I'm like I might as well but then I remember that we're going to Royal Quest um, two weeks mm-hmm. so I'm like they probably could have just bought their own stuff going to that show but oh well oh well <laughs> um, I just like it was even just the little things that I just kept buying. Like in the Lawson beside Cork and your hat they had some little uh, New Japan merchandise, like like just small stuff like, you know, folders for, you know, like stationery and, you know, random keychain things and you don't know who you're gonna get inside. Um and I bought so many of them, but I'll say this. I think I bought ten of the random keychain things and <laughs> the only ones I got were Kota Ibushi and Jay White. Like that's all I got. <laughs> I was like, I got, they trying- I got one. I got Tanahashi. <laughs> so what the hell? Like, but were they trying to tell me something? Like that was the finals. It was like a <laughs> premonition of just getting Kota Ibushi and Jay White. I'm like, please stop. I want someone different. Like, I like these guys. I I, like, I love Jay White and I love Kota Ibushi, but I want someone different now, please. Um, like, and I'm so I've just given them all away as gifts because. I just got so frustrated. Like I could have gotten a member of Rapunky 3K in there, but no, yeah. no, <sighs> a disaster. We need more <laughs> Rapunky 3K in our lives. We do. It's true. I just think that should be the name of the podcast: More Rapunky 3K. <laughs> Love those boys. Yeah. Anything else from the Japan trips? I know we haven't talked much about wrestling, but when do we ever? Um, I haven't been watching wrestling. I'll be real. Uh, I didn't watch any of the G1, like none. I'm like ridiculous. I, years ago, I did. I, I watched every, nearly every match about two, three years ago. And now I just, I just don't have time. I, I it is a lot to watch. Like I, I obviously haven't watched it all because I was away for like pretty much the second half of it. And I just cherry picked the ones that people told me to. Because, you know, especially with jet lag at night, I was like, no, I'll just, I'll get one match in and then I'll try and go to sleep. Um, I wasn't trying to be foolish and watching like whole cards, um. But like I, I still watch a lot, really, a lot of wrestling. Um, I think I'm gonna have to cut down on my travel now. I was kind of having a look at my year, and you know I've been to WXW Carrot. I went to Madrid for White Wolf. I went to um Wolverhampton for. Um, Fight Club Pro, you know, obviously went to Japan. I'm going to Royal Quest, and then I'm going to Tag Fest. So it's like I think I need to slow down. Yeah, maybe a li- just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think 2020 is going to be a quiet one from me. Yeah, famous last words. <laughs> um, I stopped about 
two years ago, just doing anything that was one day. I will not travel for one show anymore. And that that, that kind of helped because I was going to the UK a lot for like a progress here, rev show, a rev pro there, that kind of thing. But I just put a stop to it. I was like, I'm not going anywhere for one show anymore. Like that makes sense. Like it is a lot of traveling for one. Yeah. Like I, I suppose Royal Quest people are making a weekend out of it because isn't there? They just summer sizzler on the Friday. Yeah. Then you have Royal Quest on the Saturday, and then there's like a cockpit show on the Sunday. So people yeah. can make a weekend out of that. That makes sense. Alan's gone, but I think he's only gone to Royal Quest. Yeah. So am I because I booked my flights and everything before. Um, but I, I wouldn't have gotten the day off for Summer Sizzler um, or the cockpit show on the Sunday because um, I kind of just want to go to Royal Quest. Yeah. You've done so much in the last few weeks as well. Like, so it's... I'm surprised you're even going, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm the one who pushed for it. Like, I'm going, I'm going with the brothers as well. And I'm the one who pushed to go, even though I was going to Japan. And I'm the one that wanted to go the most. Um, but it should be fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I'm, I'm happy that it hasn't gone the way of some of those American shows where there isn't really that many top level matches and it's a mm-hmm. lot of um, you know, undercard guys. I'm happy that they've put the effort in for the UK show, and um, because they're like it is nearly sold out, and I do think, you know, the crowd will be really, really good for it and receptive, and like, people love their New Japan so. You know, why shouldn't they put on a good card? Yeah, I hope it's brilliant. I hope it's really good for you guys. Um, is it going to be on New Japan World? Uh, I don't think it's going to be on live. I think it's going to be on delay. So that's a bit annoying. That's okay. I'll, I'll watch some of it on delay. Um, I'm not up for paying whatever 20 odd quid it is on Fight TV. So. Oh God, no. No. <laughs> I do think though... Um, we're going to bring a Chromecast with us and, and watch all, was it all out afterwards? Because that's on the same day. Okay. Um, so that should be fun, but I don't think uh, NXT TakeOver Cardiff will get a look in Yikes. at any point. I see they've sold out, but they haven't opened up most of the venue. It'll oh, be no. interesting. It'll it'll be very interesting. Like There is a TakeOver name attached to it, which is going to draw in people, but I don't know who's watching this. Who watches WWE UK? I have no idea because no one I know watches it at least on a semi-regular basis. Like willingly watching it. The people who watch independent wrestling like that are big into European independent wrestling I don't get the vibe that they're watching it. Especially like from Twitter and stuff. It doesn't seem like anyone is watching it. Like my nephew, he's like a kid. He's not watching it. I've got friends who just watch WWE ex- exclusively. They don't care about like independent wrestling. They joke and laugh about it, saying, "Oh, we'll see them when they're in WWE and stuff like that." You know, <laughs> anytime I talk about it, like they're just flat out go away with that. You know, if they're good enough, we'll see them when they're in WWE kind of attitude, um, which I just laugh at or whatever. It's their loss, but uh, they don't watch it. Like I, I'd love to be able to see what the viewership is like on the network for it. Like, it can't be anywhere close to being one of their top shows. No. These are people who watch Raw and SmackDown religiously every week. They don't watch it. Like, they can't be arsed. Yeah. But, like, and like that's, I think that's the worst thing about it because there's so many people that we love that are on it. Hmm. And that, 
you'd nearly like beforehand, you know, you'd nearly watch promotion just for them to see what they're going to do. Yeah. And now, like, like it's just mad to think, like, the one person that stands out to me is Ilya, like. Mm. Like, he, last year, when he came back a Carrot, and he was WXW champion, and he had that, like, you know, his reign, and, and then Andy beat him. But, like, at that point, like, he was one of those people that you wanted to see break out, and he went and did Bola, and he was appearing in more and more promotions. And now, it's just like... He's another guy. He got beaten by Kona Reeves today, which I saw on Twitter. I had to Google who Kona Reeves is. Like, that's shocking. He's currently on the Largo Loop wrestling in front of JJ Williams and 50 of JJ Williams' friends. And I know that a lot of people weren't too high at him if they weren't familiar with his story and they weren't, like, you know, connected to WXW. But, like, the aura is gone now anyway. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's sad. Like, it's we shouldn't... Like... <laughs> yeah. I know that wasn't it, but, like, he should have never went on Twitter. He should have remained a mystery man forever. Yeah, just like him. Who actually saved wrestling. Yeah. Shortcut to the top. <laughs> I actually watched that match. I didn't watch the actual full show. I just watched the shortcut match there um, yesterday. And it was great. It's so good. It was so well put together. And it made me realise what I love about WXW. Um, like seeing all the old names come back. Like the pop for Rotation. Um, and then obviously the pop for Tim at the end. And Tim winning. Like that's the WXW that I love. Yeah. It was so good. Like I know there's a lot of negativity at the moment around WWE UK. And their relationship with WWE and stuff. But they're still doing well. They're still doing what they do well, well. For now, like, I know their stuff. Like, it was reported that White Wolf are now at a tag league because of WWE UK, like, which is not a good look. No. No, and, like, and White Wolf are at the stage where it's, like, appearing in WXW, like, tag fest is a big deal. Like, that should be a big deal and a massive deal, and that's a massive loss to them. More than anything, like that, that could have been their, that should have been like their breakout tag team tournament. Yeah. It really could have been. They could have got so many new fans. They could have had some absolute killer matches. But now they're probably just going to be jobbing on a dark match in like Essex. Yeah. Like, like what a waste. I hope they're getting paid by WWE. Like, I'm not positive these people are. I saw it was. Casey Owens from up north like she was on Twitter like asking for more booking saying that like she can't afford to give up her retail job and she's on WUK I'm not sure if she's signed but she's certainly adjacent and like how much money are they paying these people like if she still has to work her retail job yeah like I- I'm sure like your Pete Dunn's and yeah. and Tyler Bates are getting you know mm-hmm. decent great money yeah. and obviously Walter obviously sign for a great deal and that's great but yeah you have to think of these people that are at the lower end of the card that aren't you know one of their top stars that aren't on the posters mm-hmm. that are really just there as as your filler talent and um, no they can't be making that much money like and I want people to make money I don't want to begrudge people for signing a contract and you know making a, a living it's the fact that people are signing contracts and aren't yeah Where's the prize at the end of it? Like, these people have been 
paying for their training, paying for their gear, wrestling these tiny shows, building themselves to a level, you know, and that they're just all getting signed, 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 and there's no prize at the end of it. You know what I mean? It's like, and if you can, if you can sign 20, 30 people on a low contract, then like, where's the, where's the incentive to give the next person more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And they're all signing so quickly. It's crazy. And there are, are some people making some money, but it, it's only a tiny amount of people, I mean, like making decent money from the WUK. It, it's sad now when you see, like, I remember the buzz of when someone used to get signed and you'd be disappointed that you wouldn't get to see them maybe in your local promotion anymore or that you wouldn't get to see them in your favorite indie promotion. But you were so happy that they're, you know, they finally got the recognition and they got signed. And now when you see someone get signed, it's just like, oh, there's another one. There's like, I know people joke and like the Brit rest is dead thing on Twitter and that, you know, and then other people are saying, well, no, like this is now the chance for people to step up and, you know, really make a name for themselves on the scene. But it's nearly now becoming a sense that people aren't actually getting the chance to make a name for themselves because they're getting signed before they have. And it's just this constant like churnout of people just going straight to WWE. And I don't care what people say. You need to give people time to make a name for themselves. <laughs> like you can't just, you know, if someone could be a, amazing wrestler that's great you know delighted for them but just be being a great wrestler and putting someone in the main event of a show isn't going to get people to attend your local indie like it takes time look how long it took for pete dunn to become pete dunn like exactly it doesn't happen overnight it just feels like there's such a small percentage of the wuk guys that are going to move up from wuk as well it doesn't feel like they're gonna like where do they go like do they go to nxt do they go to could be like the only literally a handful of them that, that could you know the rest they're not they're not going to do shit with any of these people they're not doing anything with any people they have already on these shows pete pete dunn is the only person who has actually done something really like yeah. oh and then mustache mountain to an extent um but that's it like it's really those three yeah. like mark like mark andrews at one point was one of the biggest names in, you know, in British wrestling, you know, like he had that impact contract and he went there for a while and, you know, he was a big name in progress. And I I don't ever really remember when I've heard about him last on NXT UK. It's crazy. These people have to realize their, their careers aren't that long, you know, where did they go after that? Work back to where they were <laughs> when they started wrestling. Oh, it's just it. I don't know. I just all. I just always like the idea of getting to WWE being a big prize. You know, oh, finally made it. I'm now a WWE superstar. Like, you know, say Becky or Balor or Sheamus. Like these people made it. You know what I mean? Like they're all getting nice six, seven figure salaries. Like they they make a lot of money. They're celebrities. They're going to be set up for the rest of their life. And they're stars. People. You know, they're stars. People know who they are. Well, to a degree, they do, you know, like, they're stars, it's, it's not comparable, it's just not. If there um, was, if, if we did see, like, the room for, like, them to be moved up, it would be great, but the fact that even the main roster now 
is so saturated with people. Man, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, these are people at the top of the cards. Mind, I don't know. I don't even try watch WWE anymore. (laughs) I don't either. It's it's ridiculous. I'm glad Tommy End is getting somewhere at least. Uh, Alistair Black, he seems to be making a go of it. He's doing well. But like I don't even watch NXT really anymore. Like there's that takeover show on and like I watched maybe one match from it. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the main event that either people either love or hate. But I barely watch any of their stuff anymore. And NXT a few years ago is what kept my my love of wrestling alive. Mm-hmm. Like if I wasn't really watching that much, I'd make a point to watch that every week. And now, like, I don't see the point because it's just the same people wrestling in matches for no reason. And, like, there's just too many people. And they're signing all these indie guys who have seen against each other a million times. Like, I saw that Keith Lee was against, um, like, Donovan Dijak or whatever his name is now. And, like, we've seen that a million times on the indies. I still feel like Donovan Dijak and Keith Lee are... Still streets ahead of WWE UK guys as well, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Order, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, why are they doing it? They're getting more money. But how much money are they getting? And why isn't Matt Riddle champion yet? Yeah, yeah why isn't Matt, Matt Riddle, like, on Raw and SmackDown? Why isn't Axel Leader Jr. on Raw and SmackDown? We're never going to get answered to these questions. <laughs> All very, it's all very sad. It's got a very sad outlook. So what people should do instead is just go to Japan <laughs> <laughs> and really reignite your love of wrestling and, and find some new favourites. I think that's the fun thing to do. You go yeah. over there and you find a wrestler that you've probably never heard of before and you just grow attached. Yeah. I loved the, the Oz Academy show. There were so many wrestlers on that. That was like the first time I that is a notification to say I have been taken off call. My handcuffs have been released. I can leave my desk now. Woo! Woo! Go me, I get a weekend. Um, <laughs> nice. I only had one thing I had to deal with for the last 24 hours. And the, the fraudster was um, considered enough to wait till 11 a.m. this morning, which was which was quite nice. There was no late night call out. I was already up when I had to deal with it. So somebody else's problem now for the next 24 hours. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I ranting about? Oh, Oz Academy. Yeah, it was the first time like I'd been to a women's show, like an all women's show, where I felt like every single woman had a real different character and storyline behind them, and there was different styles of matches. Like there was hosses, there was high flyers. It was it was just it was really really cool to see, and it was something that I think I could watch weekly if I was given the opportunity, which I'm not sure if that's even possible. Can you watch it? Can you watch Oz Academy? Legally? Can you watch it illegally? I, I'm i not sure, actually. I think that's one for Joshi Twitter to answer for us. Yes, please, Joshi Twitter. But that was the thing, like, when I was talking to my friend about the sh- all the shows that we went to, what she loved about Stardom was, like you said, like, everyone has their own character. You know, you can kind of instantly recognize, like, what that person's all about just mm-hmm. by looking at them. Yeah. And like in Stardom, they're all in their different factions. And that kind of made it really easy to follow of like, who's the good guy? Who's the bad guys? Um, 
and you kind of get to identify with whatever group that you like and that's just really fun like jungle kiona um i, I remember I, I remember watching the there's a really good vice documentary on stardom um, oh yeah have you seen it yeah like that gives just such a great insight to how that world operates and also kind of gives you a bit of the creeps but um yeah uh, <laughs> and i kind of really felt that when i went there um, it's a bit nuts. yeah yeah it, it really is yeah. um, and when you kind of try to ignore all of that you really get a sense like these women are so talented and they put so much work in to everything that they do and like she was one of the big standouts for me um like she had a, she had one of the best matches that I saw all weekend like G1 included um on that stardom show so like you you really are when you get to go to all these different promotions when you're over there you find new wrestlers and you see matches that you probably might not have watched if you're just you know looking at stuff to watch when you're at home on VOD I really like the faction in uh, Wrestle One, the Infants Terriablis. I said that wrong, but that faction is so good. It was the guy from Dragon Gate that I loved years ago, that I call Ross, that I I don't know his real name, but him and his crew were just so so cool. It's everyone in the whole faction, but then as soon as it comes to me with names, I just don't remember, you know. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm terrible with names. Like if I don't, I need to like sit down and look at fucking Wikipedia. And read the roster pages to try and remember people. And then trying to put faces to names. Oh god. Not a chance. But I did, obviously, when I was at Dragon Gate, point to my friend. That's Natural Vibes. That's Casey. <laughs> He's really cool. And then that's about it. <laughs> I was like, I don't need to give her all the details of all these people that are on this show. Was Yuti there to show you onto? Was he there? I'm not sure. I can't remember. I don't think so. Well, he wasn't there when I was there either. We brought snacks for him, but he wasn't there, so they got given someone else. Um, Kenchiro Arai is the guy I like in Dragon Gate. He's 47. As I said on Alan's show, he's literally Japanese Paddy M. <laughs> Does he come out uh, raving to some music? or? <laughs> No, just his expressions and just the way everything he does is hilarious and that he just really interacts with the crowd and everything. It's just, he is Japanese Paddy Um He was more of a cheerleader for the shows I was at. Um, who was the guy? I, Kench, Kuma Arashi was the guy I really liked that I saw for the first time in Japan this time. There you go, new favourites. New favourites. You get all these new favourites, but... The effort of trying to keep up with them then is just a bit much. Sometimes it's just, I don't know. It's just nicer to go to the shows, watch the shows, and just leave it be. <laughs> you know? There's nothing else better than live wrestling. Yeah. There really isn't. No, I don't think there is. And you had a great experience last night with some live wrestling too, I believe. Yeah, Trinity Brawl 2. Uh, Dublin or nothing. Uh, great pun there. Um it was on in Players Theatre in Dublin, in, in Trinity College. I remember, I think we talked about uh, the last Trinity Brawl uh, this time last year. Um, it's bring your own beer, which always results in a pretty messy night. What beer did you bring? I actually didn't bring any beer. I, I went for a pint beforehand because uh, it was someone's leaving and work. So I went straight from the leaving drinks to... Uh, 
Trinity Brawl and I didn't make a stop off uh, halfway. So I went in with, with no beer um, oh. and just enjoyed the show. But um, yeah, there was, it. see, because the guy who runs J Money, um, I'm pretty sure that he was in the, like the acting society in Trinity College. So like they get this venue and like loads of actors appear and the guy who played Joffrey in Game of Thrones was there. Um his his character on the night was this jinxy character and he was in J Money Subconscious. Um and he played a massive role on the night. And it's one of those things that I don't think is going to translate very well if someone was just to pick up and watch it at home. It was very much you had to be there. But it was one of the most well put together shows that I've ever been to in my entire life. And one of the funnest shows I've actually ever been to because it was just so different. And I have to say, like the story that they put together, as much as it didn't make sense, it made perfect sense because they wrote it so well. Um, and, you know, all of like the Irish, you know, Irish wrestling's favorites were there. You know, more than hype were there. Um, Michael May had a great match against Rory Gulak. Um, you know, Amy Alonzi dyed her hair purple and was a heel, um, which is a, <laughs> like she was cursing and everyone was like, Amy, what are you doing? Why are you <laughs> cursing? Like that was, and for Irish wrestling fans, like Amy Alonzi used to come out with like unicorns and had a plush unicorn and she was like, you know, the really nice one and, and the wholesome one. And she was just cursing and, and flipping the bird at more than hype as they kept flipping it back at her. The whole story of the night was that Justy wasn't booked, so he's going to make like Jay Money's life a living hell. And you know, the main event was then uh, Justy against Jay Money that lasted 10 seconds with, with Jay Money winning. But yeah, it was just such a fun night. And you know, like even we we're all there kind of saying, like, oh, Shad and Graps are putting on like their shows, Shad and Foyd are putting on their shows in Manchestershire. You know, Trinity Brawl, that's our equivalent. And it's just so much fun. You don't need just to have, you know, nine wrestling matches on a show and they're all really good to have fun. You know, all you need is just, you know, a guy in dressed up in a funny costume, <laughs> having a funny voice, That's and then just some matches in, in between. Uh, <laughs> so great fun. Um yeah. I think we need more of that in wrestling in Ireland. We just need fun shows. The thing about Irish wrestling is everyone always seems to have a great time at, especially in Dublin. I I won't speak for Belfast and Cork because I I don't know really. But in Dublin, when there's shows on, everyone who goes always has a great time. There's always a great buzz afterwards, whether it be last night at Trinity Brawl, at the OTT shows, at the Big Sean shows. Everyone just goes out and has a great time. You know, I... I feel like there's a lot of negativity on social media, like on Twitter and stuff, like between people. And it's not nice to see, but when it actually comes to the shows, then everyone's just happy and just real supportive of everything. Yeah. Like, I think we're, we kind of see what's happening in other places um, and other promotions in, you know, different parts of maybe Britain. And the Irish scene is actually so small. And mm-hmm. we all like all the fans kind of know like we all know each other at this point, you know. And we see all the same wrestlers in all this, all the same promotions up and down the country. And we just want them to succeed. And we just Irish wrestling fans just really like wrestling as well. 
Like, you see the same people if you go to the Big Sean as you do, you know, when you go to the National Stadium. Oh, yeah. They're very forgiving as well. Like, there's not much... I don't think there's that much negativity when it comes to, you know, calling people out for this and that. and the, You know, like, I think in other countries, fans kind of go in with a more negative attitude. That makes sense. Yeah, I think so as well. And we're quick to forgive yeah. You know, especially if it is something small. You know, we don't want it to ruin their lives. You know. <laughs> and if they're good wrestlers, they're good wrestlers, and that's all we want to see. And with all the up and coming trainees now, some of them are so talented. You know, Club Rock Shandy are now just getting on some OTT shows. Like and we just want people like them and Big Rab and, and Justin Daniels. You just want them to do really well. Like they're just kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's really it from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wrestling. Um, last thing, bowling. Yes. Tag festival, October. What date is it? What date is the wrestling? <laughs> um, is our next bowling tournament? It is on October fourth, twenty nineteen. Yes, it is, and. I know we said that the places were kind of becoming limited, but then we decided we'd book out the whole place again because we're idiots um, who don't know our limitations. Um, so there are places still available <laughs> if anybody would like to join. We have gone from booking 10 lanes to 20 lanes. I think we, we filled more than 10 lanes now for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think we're way over that mark. Yeah. Um, so in total I guess it'd be good if we had maybe 30 teams yeah 30 teams of 3 30 teams of 3 would be good so that'd be 90 people hopefully kind of that's kind of the aim um yeah there's still some places left we had one team sign up today um they haven't given us their logo yet so they will not be announced until they do that um we've had a bunch of wrestlers message us and us message them annoying them about playing and there are people who've said they're going to enter teams, but again, we're not going to announce them until we have some kind of a graphic for them or until they've completed and, and kind of confirmed their teams. But I do think there's some stuff coming in the next week or so. I hope so, at least, uh, around some wrestler teams. I'm excited. Are you excited? Um, I, I feel like we're bookers making match announcements. <laughs> not quite. Um, we haven't actually announced our own teams yet. No, in all the, you know, trying to plan all this, I've actually forgotten to actually think of a team name and logo. So uh, I need to get working on that. I was home to my parents last weekend and I asked my nephew to draw a logo because he is, he's quite good at art and drawing and stuff. And he said he would, but he never has. And his idea for our name was going to be the Sham Rockers. And we'd be like Mary Gennetti and Shawn Michaels and have like tassels and stuff. <laughs> you need to get some like really funky 80s prints for your like trousers or something. Yeah, some wigs and stuff. That was his idea. Whereas me, my name that I came up with, because his name is Louis, my nephew. And my surname begins with a K and, Lu- and Alan's uh, surname begins with a C. We were going to go for the unproblematic Louis C.K. <laughs> that would have been good yeah but I don't know I don't even want to go for any of these um, 
you need to come up with a team name, a team logo. You need to come up with a team name, a team logo. Um, if anyone would like to play and they don't have a team, let us know. We can try and make some teams with some randomers becoming friends, because I guess that's kind of the point of it, trying to get wrestling fans to talk to each other. Yeah, that's how it started. That's why we used to do the random doubles, so people wouldn't have that fear. Yeah. And, you know, we just stick you with someone that you didn't know and you'd have to become friends. I'm lucky for you. Or I'm lucky for them. Um, <laughs> yeah, we can do that because we need to maybe just fill out a few more teams and then we close it off early, though. I'm going to just close it off. I, I have gotten the invoice from Nippies. It's been paid. Um, we have sold enough. We, we've already broken even with the amount of teams that we've sold. Uh, just some extra money for some prizes and some trinkets will be good we get another few teams to sign up and then we'll just close it off when we feel like we have enough yeah you never know and why and when i finally get through all the stuff i bought from japan realize that i didn't need all of this and (laughs) you might win something from japan (laughs) (laughs) that would be nice i have a naito's book uh, that I bought on a whim. That's all in Japanese. So unless someone wants that, you know. <laughs> Tough phrase. Uh, it's actually tougher to get the wrestlers to sign up this year. Um, getting wrestling fans to talk to each other proving easier than getting wrestlers that don't know each other to talk to each other. So yeah. far, anyhow. Yeah. I'd say it's probably harder for them. They probably may not know their schedule yet. That's probably what I've, the, the hard thing. They don't know what day they're flying in and stuff if they're not in the full tournament oh for sure there's plenty of people like that are in that ambition wildcard and femme fatales that just won't be in yet um but hopefully we'll get some teams announced soon rotation has two wrestlers for his team but he's waiting on one to confirm and he said it's the best wrestler bowler of all time and it's somebody who replaced him very slowly so he's still trying to figure it out, which is... Yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by this. Yeah. Like, that's a bold claim. Especially yeah. when, when, you know, like... You have some people, are like, some wrestlers around that are pretty good at bowling, so... Jake Drake is... Um, he's he's up for it. We've made contact with him. He's meant to be a very good bowler. But that's not who Rotation has. Oh. No, it's not, for sure. I know that much. It's not J.D. Drake, so God only knows who it is. I'm so excited for this. Would would you put a past rotation to fly somebody in himself? No. He's that dedicated to the cause that he <laughs> would probably like get, you know, pull a few strings and, and get someone in. He wants to win. He does. He could get a drastic boy or something. <laughs> that was his old pal. Drastic boy. It's bringing the band back together. <laughs> dear uh yeah 35 euro for a team of three we're gonna have a fun time i think we have about i'm gonna say 23 24 25 teams at the moment i think i uh, i'm a bit confused but 30 would kind of be great 40 would be a bit too big but we have the whole place so who knows yeah, and if anyone wants to get in touch about like sponsorship of a prize or, you know, wants to um, you know, think of their own award for for someone at the bowling, do get in touch. Yeah. And we're we're very happy to accommodate. Yeah. Uh WXW are gonna sponsor the trophies again, which is great. Um they've promised that they're gonna bring them to Nippy's Bowling Alley this time. 
so they have no chance of getting lost and making us look like idiots uh, at Fan Expo. Yeah, wasn't weren't they found in the box where the sixteen carat trophy was supposed to be? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more important trophies, of course. Oh, like, I don't oh, know about oh, that. Hey, you guys are up next to present the trophies. I go, oh, uh, where are the trophies? Uh... <laughs> Honestly, I don't think I've ever felt so nervous as when they lost them, and then like we're just stalling for time. Oh, but you know, you live and you learn. It was our first time. <laughs> Funny stuff. Um, but yeah, I think Sarah, do you have anything else? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, just that everyone. If they get the chance to, should go on a holiday to Japan. See some wrestling, see some Pokemon. Oh yeah. You have to go to that Pokemon cafe. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't see a giant stuffed Pokemon though, dancing around. Like I didn't see someone in the costume. And I got very upset. Or did you leave this in? No, I waited around. I wait I waited around after I finished. I waited for like twenty minutes after I finished. And nothing. Mm. I think it's because I was there at the very end of the day and they were probably closing up. Ah, okay. But, yeah, that was a shame. They told us to sit down with the Pokemon if that was coming. I'll just have to go back. You just have to go back to see the Pokemon. Yeah, that's all I'm missing now. Alright, well, hopefully the show wasn't too awful. We're a bit out of practice, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and if there's anything, any questions on anything that we've said or you want any advice for Japan, maybe we're not the best people, but we're very happy to help. Um, And any recommendations even for, I suppose, going around the city? Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Now the show is over And we still haven't met Rover Time to get some rest and recharge but join us next time, won't you? And we'll discuss all those big issues Like Jesus, Waller's hands are so damn large Making friends and making times And resting round the world Ooh, yeah. That wasn't too bad. Oh.